0: Today on the podcast, you'll hear a message from Dr. David Jeremiah. Dr. David Jeremiah is a great friend of the ministry. The mission of his broadcast ministry, Turning Point, is to deliver the unchanging Word of God to an ever-changing world. Through his daily program, Dr. David Jeremiah's expository teaching is helping millions of people grow in their knowledge of God's Word. You can watch Turning Point with Dr. David Jeremiah weekdays at 9 a.m. Mountain Time on Miracle Channel. Let's dive into the message.
1: I have been preaching on this tour on the subject of forgiveness. I determined to do that long before we came on the tour. And the first week I was out on the road, something happened in our culture that ended up being the best illustration of what I wanted to talk about of anything you have ever seen. A young lady by the name of Amber Geiger Um, a police woman went home one night, thought she was in her apartment, it was in the wrong apartment, and when she walked in, there was a man in her apartment. She pulled out her revolver and shot that man and killed him. This last week, she was sentenced, uh, she was convicted of murder and she was sentenced to several years in prison. All of that we saw. But what you may not have seen is when she came for the sentencing hearing, the brother of the man who was shot, a man who was shot was a man named Botham Jean, his brother Brandt asked the judge for permission to speak. And what he said, once you watch it, you will never forget it. Best introduction I could ever have to what I want to talk to you about tonight is right here on the screen.
2: I don't want to say twice or for the hundredth time what you've or how much you've taken from us. I think you know that. But I just I hope you go to God with all what all the guilt, all the things the bad things you may have done in the past. Each and every one of us may have done something that we're not supposed to do. If you truly are sorry, I know I can speak for myself. I I forgive you. And I know if you go to God and ask Him, He will forgive you. And I don't think anyone could say it. Again, I'm speaking for myself, not even bad for my family. But I love you just like anyone else. And I'm not gonna say I hope you rot and die. Just like my brother did, but i see i I personally want the best for you, and i I wasn't gonna ever say this in front of my family or anyone, but I don't even want you to go to jail. I want the best for you. because I know that's, what, that's exactly what both of them would want you to do. And the best would be give your life to Christ. That's, I'm not gonna say anything else. I think giving your life to Christ would be the best thing that both of them would want you to do. Again, I love you as a person I don't wish anything bad on you. I don't know if this is possible, but can can I give her a hug, please? Please. Yes.
1: I want to talk with you tonight about the power of forgiveness and how God helps us to learn how to appreciate his forgiveness of us and out of that our forgiveness of one another. So the first thing that we need to learn about forgiveness is that we should forgive primarily because we have been forgiven. So why do we need to be forgiven? Because we commit sin. Now you know there's three kinds of sin. There's the sin of commission, which is when you do something you shouldn't do, and the sin of omission, when you don't do something you should do, and the sin of disposition, when you do something while harboring wrong attitudes and motivations. Let me give you a picture of this that will stay in your mind. Imagine we're allowed to look into the vestibule of heaven, and there is this giant ledger in heaven, and it's got your name on it, And inside this ledger, there are two pages, one with all of your liabilities and one with all of your assets. Now I hate to tell you this, if you were to look into your book without knowing the forgiveness and grace of Christ, you would see the asset page totally empty. There wouldn't be anything there. And the the liability page would be out the door. The Bible says that before Christ comes to bring forgiveness to us, we are sinners. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Don't look surprised. We're all in the same boat. Every one of us in this room, starting with the guy who's talking, we're all sinners. Some of us are sinners saved by grace, and some of us are just sinners. But the Bible says that because we have all sinned and apart from the grace of God, Until we come to Christ for his forgiveness of our sin, the picture of our book in heaven is not a pretty picture. The asset column is empty, and the liability column is out the door. And You say, well, I'm less of a sinner than my friend. Big deal. God doesn't grade on the curve. He grades on the absolute percentage. God won't care about anything else except whether or not you have come to receive the forgiveness which his Son has provided. We're in this problem because of the commission of sin. But So many people kind of give lip service to that, but they're not conscious of that in their own life. Yeah, I know everybody sins, but what does that have to do with me, they say. Well, the Bible says until we become conscious of our sin, we will never do anything about it. Listen, we can't do anything to get ourselves to heaven because there is no way for our sin to be forgiven until we come to Jesus Christ. And ladies and gentlemen, Jesus Christ is the only one who can forgive sin. He is the only God-man who ever walked on this earth. Sooner or later, every one of us becomes aware of the fact that we don't measure up to God's standard. And when that moment comes and we become conscious of sin, then it's time for us to confess our sin. The consciousness of sin leads us to confession, and when we confess our sin to God, the Bible says in that book up in heaven, something miraculous happens. First of all, all of your debts, all of your sins on the left-hand side of the column, all of those things that I told you ran out the door. All of them, every one of them, the moment you ask God to forgive you, every single one of those things disappears from the ledger in heaven. Hallelujah. Don't take that on my word alone. Paul wrote this to the Colossians, and you being dead in your trespasses, he has made alive together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses, having wiped out the handwriting of requirements that were against us and were contrary to us, and he has taken it out of the way and nailed it to the cross. Ladies and gentlemen, when you ask God to forgive you for your sin, he doesn't put you in a penance program. You don't have to do anything. You just have to ask him. You just have to say, Lord Jesus, I know I'm a sinner. Please forgive me. And he immediately erases all of the sin that's in the column against you in heaven. And that's not even the best thing that happens. The Bible says not only does he erase your sin, but he fills up the asset column in heaven with all of his righteousness. The asset column in heaven gets filled up with everything that's good about Jesus Christ. He puts all of his righteousness up there, and all of a sudden the registry in heaven looks a lot different. Now, the Bible says we are to forgive one another because we have been forgiven. And the picture I like to use to help us understand that is this. When God forgave you, he filled up your reservoir with forgiveness. And out of the reservoir of God's forgiveness for you, you're to go and take what you need to forgive anybody who has hurt you. If God has forgiven you so freely, so wonderfully, If he's taken away all that was written against you and given you everything that is his in righteousness, you have everything you need to forgive someone else. You know why? Because you are the recipient of God's forgiveness for your sin. Now here's the second point. We should forgive because we are forgiven. Now watch this. We should forgive just as we are forgiven. The Bible says, forgiving one another, if anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, you also must do. So how are we to forgive one another? Let me once and for all get rid of this famous Christian pastime. Well, I'm going to forgive you, but I'll never forget what you did. (laughs) That doesn't exist in the annals of forgiveness. That's not forgiveness. Forgiveness doesn't hold a grudge. It doesn't mean that you weren't hurt deeply, it doesn't mean that you've been mistreated, it doesn't mean that the thing that was done against you is as if it were not done. God doesn't undo things. He forgives us, and we are to forgive others for what they have done to us. How did Christ forgive us? He forgave us for Christ's sake. He forgave us unconditionally. The Bible says when God forgives, he throws our sins into the deepest part of the sea. And someone said, puts a sign up out there saying, no fishing here. (laughs) He puts our sins as far as the east is from the west. He throws them behind his back so he will never see them. Ladies and gentlemen, when God forgives us and we become Christians and we accept Christ as our personal Savior. We will never face our sin again in judgment. God judges them. Someone say, well, Pastor Jeremiah, I know that's true, that when I got saved, God took care of all the sins I had done before then. But now that I'm a Christian, if I sin now, then i got to deal with it. Well, let me ask you this question. How many of your sins were still future when Christ died on the cross? All of them. He forgave all of your sins, and Christ doesn't see things in past, present, and future. He sees everything as an eternal now. When he said, forgiven, that means every sin you've committed, you are committing or will commit, God has forgiven it. And you will never stand judgment for it again if you have followed the scriptural way. So we are to forgive just as Christ forgave us. That means we don't go back and revisit the event. We don't go back and say, I know I forgave you yesterday, but I changed my mind today. (laughs) In the Sermon on the Mount, we read these words of Jesus. You have heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies and bless those who curse you, do good to those who hate you, and pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you, that you may be the sons of your Father in heaven. Now listen to me. The Bible says if you want to be known as a child of God, become a forgiving person. That's how you become known. He says if you want to be known as a child of the Father, when they see that you can forgive others when they hurt you, people look at that and say, "No, nope, nobody does. That's a God thing. You must be one of His children. You must be a child of God. I remember reading the story about Paul Meyer, who was a motivational speaker. One day he was talking about the family he grew up in, and he said, my mom and dad were as different as night and day. He said, my father never forgave anybody any time in his whole life that I can ever remember. He said, if you did something against my father, he held it against you until he died. He just did not ever forgive. He didn't believe in forgiveness. And he said he lived a miserable life. He was never happy. He had no joy. He had nothing in his life that was worth talking about. On the other hand, he said, my mother was the most forgiving person you would ever see. She forgave everybody. She never carried a hurt around. He said, I'm thankful for my parents. I learned a lot from both of them. But he said, one day I had to decide which parent I'm going to follow, and I decided to follow my mother. <laughs> Good choice. He said, I learned how to forgive. I no longer was stuck between two polar opposites. I loved both of my parents. But I decided to emulate my mom. I watched my parents, and I knew which one had the most joy, and the difference was not hard to see. When you carry a grudge, the grudge ends up defining your life. When you walk through life with unforgiveness, you lose your own identity, and you become that grudge, that resentment.
0: We're so glad you tuned into the podcast today. Here at Miracle Channel, our mission has always stayed the same, to reach every home in Canada with the truth about Jesus. But Miracle Channel's reach goes far beyond this podcast. Through our TV broadcasts, daily devotional, streaming service, and multiple podcasts, thousands of people like you are growing closer to Jesus every day. Learn more about Miracle Channel and download our resources by clicking the link in our show notes. We hope that you are blessed by this teaching today, and we wanna say thank you for listening to The Miracle Channel Podcast.
1: I know some people that have lived on the strength of their resentment for so long, they would like to be forgiven and they would like to forgive, but they know that if they do that, it will be a major adjustment in their life. They will have to find some new reason to live. Some of you, perhaps, you live for one thing, to get even. Isn't that an interesting comment, get even? Somebody did something really bad over here. Now you want to do something as bad over here to get even. That doesn't make any sense, does it? But that's what we do. And when we refuse to forgive, we get caught up in that get even mentality that literally strips the joy out of our lives and keeps us from experiencing everything God wants us to have. You remember when Peter came to Jesus one time and he said, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brethren if they sin against me? Up to seven times? And of course Jesus answered him with a story. You remember the story he told him? He said there was this king who had some servants, and one of the servants had borrowed money from the king, and in the process he got so in debt he could never pay it back. He owed, let's say, a million dollars. One of the king's servants found him and brought him to the king. And he couldn't pay it. And the king said he was going to throw him in prison along with his wife and children until he could pay every last debt. The Bible says that the servant got down on his knees and he begged and he cried and he said, please don't do that to me. He says, give me some time, be patient with me, and I will pay you everything. And the king was so taken with the earnestness of this man's plea that the Bible says the king forgave him everything that he owed. Now I wish the story ended there, don't you? But it doesn't end there because that servant went out from the presence of the king and he found another servant who owed him two hundred dollars. And he grabbed him by the throat and demanded instant payment. His fellow servants fell down before him and begged for a little more time. Be patient with me, said this servant, I will pay it, but the creditor who had been forgiven All this huge amount of money would not listen. And some of the other servants saw that and it ticked them off. And they went and got this unforgiving servant and brought him back to the king and told the king what he had done and how he had been totally unforgiving after he himself had been forgiven so much. And the king said this, you evil servant, I forgave you that tremendous debt because you pleaded with me. Shouldn't you have mercy on your fellow servant just as I had mercy on you? And the angry king sent the man to prison to be tortured till he had paid his entire debt. And then Jesus gave us the application with these words. That's what my heavenly Father will do to you if you refuse to forgive your brothers and sisters from your heart. In other words, God is saying, I have forgiven you everything, all of your sins that you have ever committed omission sins, commission sins, disposition sins, past sins, present sins, future sins, all forgiven, and you won't forgive your brother because he did something you didn't like? Let me ask you, what could anybody do that would total the amount of sin that we accumulate in one life for which we have been fully forgiven? Do you get it? we forgive others out of the forgiveness which we ourselves have received. Out of that reservoir of God's forgiving us, we reach down and we find the forgiveness we need to forgive another person. Let me ask you something. Have you been forgiven by Jesus Christ? Are your sins nailed to the cross? I know people can inflict harm on us, not minimizing the hurtful nature of abuse we can face, but I don't want to minimize the power of God's grace either. I believe God's grace is enough. It's sufficient for everything that's happened to you. If you will take by faith what the word of God says, you can know the blessing of forgiveness.
0: Thanks for joining us today.